0: This is the Lingaholics Podcast with Cody, Marcus, and Ian, where we dive deep into conversations about the experiences and endeavors of the language learning life. On this pod, we feature a wide variety of guests and topics with non-stop passion and non-stop fun. There's no last call for Lingahol, so come on in and join the show.
1: Gangnam style Gangnam style Gangnam style Gangnam
2: style Gangnam 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 Gangnam
1: Gangnam 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 Gangnam
0: there we go there we go all right folks how we doing it is episode 45 of the lingaholics podcast we've got senor rainier hanging out in the basement of my townhouse because there is an ola the calor the old heat wave passing through i'm here we've got a marco sueco uh, newly acquainted to the Twitter sphere and that's it. <laughs> we don't <have> to go. <laughs>
1: Dude, we're carrying this podcast right now. Like our yeah. third member, he's not yeah. on Twitter. He's no. not here right now. What's going on? It's just he's, you and me, man. He's
0: not responding to his WhatsApp messages. Um, he's lost in his soul. <laughs> he's lost in soul, man. He's, he's lost. lost in soul. <laughs> he lost his soul in soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's completely MIA. in action. MIA. <laughs> so where's our
1: third man? This is he our um... <laughs> This is
0: our grand voyage without um pinche señor Cody Hartsburg. Yeah, but... but whatever, man. We got a lot to yeah, cover anyway. We have a lot. We have a lot to say. We anyways, have a lot to... So... It'd be
1: nice if he came because we we yeah. want some stories. You want oh, yeah. to know what's going on over there? We
0: always love checking in with Cody, right? Like we do. Ever our... since
1: he went to Seoul, he's been
0: awfully yeah, quiet in the chat. I was gonna say, like, awfully quiet. He's, uh, yeah, yeah. I think lots has been happening for him since he, uh, he, uh, he arrived in the capital city, of South yeah. Korea. Yeah. Like, like literally the day of, the hour of. <laughs> we just haven't heard a lot from him. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's um, going on there so but hopefully you know he's uh he's uh he's making some making some friends getting some making some bonds and dude could you just up your game just a little sorry, bit? sorry sorry i'm gonna up, up your gain. Gain. I'm, uh, my game my game i think your I'm, gain's I'm, very low i'm uh i'm chilling in uh my spare bedroom downstairs so uh, that looks comfy though that bed is, is comfy, comfy hey? you you know when you like lived here with me for uh yeah, you're in that bad bed January, the of the Mexican, the Mexican bed. Yeah, the Mexicano who still isn't. Um, some, yeah, Playera, his t-shirt. His, playera, his Mexicano, Barca shirt. shirt. So, you been watching any of the Euros? You know what? I when haven't watched a it?
1: single game, but I am okay. involved. I am following, like, I know all the scores. Yeah. I know that Holland, or massive upset today. That was um, the big one, right? Czech Republic versus Holland. The Czechs beat them, and Holland, oh, they were oh, really sorry. good. Okay. So oh, I know that beaten. was, I know that was a big upset today. But otherwise, I no. I just look at the scores. I don't have time to to watch the games, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I play, but I play soccer here in oh, Toronto, and all dude. my all the people I play with, they're super involved. So they're always they're, talking about all yeah. the games. So I, I, you know, I get the latest
0: every time I go and play soccer. They're really into it. Eh? They're I super think, into it, all of them. I think Belgium beat Portugal, which. Okay, I'm wrong guy to be talking about that. I believe that's an upset, like because Portugal has no. but Belgium's Renault, really yeah. good. No, that's they're not really upset. good too. Yeah, okay. that's not an upset. Okay,
1: um, um, but yeah, interesting yeah. nevertheless. Huge here, like it's really big here in the in the immigrant communities.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is totally. like all of Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I big cities, right? Like, I remember when I lived in Edmonton. Like, lots of my ESL students, big soccer fans. especially los
1: mexicanos los latinos yeah but we Um, have here we have a
0: lot of portuguese and italians and they mess around they do not mess mess around they that is like i think soccer fans got to be the most diehard no yeah and you see i know we talk about hockey and like baseball fans but i think soccer fans like
1: you know what i'll give the canadians fans a shot hey
0: i wanted to mention
1: they're up there
0: i wanted to talk about because uh, you know the show we talk about culture and events that happened so it just so happened that les habitants uh les canadiens de montreal just uh punched their ticket to the stanley cup final on none other than la fête nationale la saint jean baptiste yeah, I was like, that's yeah kinda, so the, the, the main cool. hockey team in quebec right now yes uh, they, uh, not just Quebec, not just Quebec. They're Canada's team.
1: Well, they're Canada's the main... team, yes, but it's also the main team in Quebec. There's only one team, yes. hockey team in Quebec, right? Yeah, and, no, and sure. on the national holiday, they they made it to the the cup final for the first time in a very long time.
0: Right now, when we say Fête Nationale, like that's Quebec's day. That's only in Quebec. Like people don't know what yeah. that is. If you ask the average Albert, what's song. Uh, Saint-Jean-Baptiste like uh, at work at work French I was walking day?
1: around like saying French oh I'm happy Saint-Jean-Baptiste and everyone was like what is <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that yeah, never exactly. heard of that because I was wearing you know how I have my Quebec shirt my Quebec Nordique oh yeah yeah I was yeah. wearing that never was like oh you oh, were I'm wearing it that day yeah yeah <laughs> I was like of course I'm wearing it. it's it's Jean-Baptiste Saint yeah Jean-Baptiste. man it's uh, so that was really fun yeah um, but yeah, it's been a minute. It's what it's what is it like? Twenty one years since? No, sorry, twenty nine years since uh, the Canadians.
0: Well, twenty eight years. 28. 93, 28 years. You weren't born. I wasn't even. Born. I didn't have living memory. Like I don't yeah. remember anything. Yeah, but it's been cause... a minute. But they were good back then, hey? Yeah, yeah. Like Patrick Waugh and um, who else would have been? Uh, was Guy Lafleur still on? Like some of my hockey history is kind of shady but like yeah fun stuff they're an iconic team for like for a lot man like my parents generation like lots of people are Habs fans Habs fans Leafs fans here in Canada yeah
1: yeah no I know I know there there are a lot of Habs fans and Leafs fans but it's yeah you get that you know I know my dad like he likes um he likes all the old teams that in soccer that used to be good when he was like, like uh-huh. leeds united and right. i don't yeah leeds united and in britain they used they like they suck now but they used to be right. really
0: good when he grew up and hence uh-huh. he likes them right because like reminiscing no like yeah the glory days yeah of teams but-
1: yes exactly so the older generation tend to be fans of the teams that were good which yeah. is why and this i know our friend steve dangle said yeah uh, like his dangle. final his final say after the the toronto maple Leafs lost their series versus the, the oh yeah was that so you remember this you remember i this? remember said, you
0: tell the story and let me see if i remember yes yeah, so, correctly so
1: so he said that he used to work at the toronto zoo yeah and that's right. he all the older people, the adults that came with their families, mm-hmm. they were all wearing Leaves stuff, right? Leaves gear, mm-hmm. Leaves hats, Leaves jerseys, leaves, leaves shirts. But mm-hmm. the kids, the kids were wearing Sydney Crosby jerseys, uh, penguins Ovechkin. hats, Ovechkin, like the all caves, the winners, taves, all that stuff. So 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 yeah. people like winners. That's, people love jumping on the wagon.
0: And man.
1: I'm and when you have in... a team that sucks, like the Toronto Maple Leafs, that never <laughs> okay. win, you never you you uh, you are hurting the future fan base of your team.
0: Yeah, man. Like the reason I'm a New Jersey Devils fan is they won yes, when I was in go. kindergarten. They there won again go. when I was in grade five, and they won again when I was in grade eight. That, those are pretty impressionable ages. No Canadian yes. team won in that time. Yes. No team went to the Kids final in that like time. Winners. So Kids when love you winners, are man. a kid and you're you're developing, yeah, you're
1: trying to find, uh, you're tr- you're trying to get a team right, develop a, a favorite team. You look at the winners, and you're influenced totally. by the teams that win. Yes, and that's why you have. That's why people are so concerned with the Toronto Maple Leafs that you know they're not mm-hmm. very influential here because they never win.
0: Right, and whereas like you had the Raptors two years ago. Like boom, like new generation of fans, right? Just that one championship. So, yeah, Yeah. really. That's why it's so important,
1: you know. With kids, I feel like from 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 birth to like when you're ten years old, like that's when you're developing all these predilections towards different things, which includes languages, which includes languages. Yeah. Right. So, so I mean, like Uh... I. Okay, let's come no, back. That's... Let's revisit that. Okay. Yeah, we'll revisit that. But what Revis- I'm trying to what I'm trying to mm. what I'm trying to say is that zero to ten, it's very influential. So like looking yeah. at my own upbringing, I spent uh-huh. basically 50-50 of that time in, in Sweetlandia and yeah. Los Estados Unidos. Right. In, yeah. And the US. And and because of that, I was able to develop like my bilingualism. Uh-huh. And right. my my uh my my uh my level of like a very high level of comfort in both societies
0: oh yeah mean. man yeah like to me dude you seem pretty seamless like like the like bicultural yeah
1: brand. but i have no problem like i don't i don't feel like i don't fit in in exactly. this part of the world you know what i mean like i was well, able to develop myself
0: totally. i was now, able
1: to establish myself at a very early age by being you in say- those two societies.
0: Would you say that's different from friends that you had in Sweden that never left Sweden?
1: Yes. Yes. But especially,
0: especially at an early age. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Oh, oh. So what I'm saying, like. Okay. It's very, the first zero to 10, those are the most important ages. That's the most important time span of your life, I'd argue.
0: There's a lot of stuff happening at that age. There's a lot of stuff happening, developmental stuff. Developmental, yeah. For sure, for sure, that's gonna like play a role down downstream. Okay, all right, let's dive into. And that that's why language. people
1: that experience uh, bad things and like traumatic okay. things yeah, as a course. kid tend to develop very serious uh, yeah, personality like, problems later on. I'm
0: no like psychotic. if you look
1: at like serious criminals, all serious criminals mm-hmm. have like a very
0: adherent
1: uh, history
0: from oh, their yeah. childhood. Right, right. And then that's how you can get like generational cycles, right? Like Yes, that's generational cycles. And then they're bad to their kids. Yes, yes. Like that's that's... why if
1: you get into a that's why it's you know, if you get if you're born into a uh sketchy family, that doesn't favor that doesn't favor your odds of uh living a uh, rich and affluent life. No, like
0: yeah, the decks stacked against you in a way and then yeah like you it's know, systemic systemic right but then that means like you sometimes need systemic interventions to uh help make now that's a
1: speed. that's an interesting political debate but let me i know me tell you, <laughs> I that know. gets into a very interesting political <laughs> I know.
0: debate it is but this is the lingaholics <laughs> podcast folks we're here for the languages so uh, okay
1: so let let's shift to the languages then
0: yeah okay so you're talking about languages at a very young age um I guess for you, like it's more than an influence just of languages. Like you were like your bilingualism. Like you've, I know you've talked about it lots on the pod previously at different episodes at times. But so, like, like I said, that seamlessness between like being in Switzerland, Sweden, coming living in the United States, I'm assuming like going back and forth between the languages too. Like, like are you even conscious that you're switching at a young age? Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't is... remember. Okay, okay. I don't remember. Because actually, uh, there's a guy on Twitter. His name's Kevin Abroad. And he had a tweet one day, which I really Twitter. liked. Twitter. Twitter, so goes on the Twitter, folks. Language Twitter. Shout out to our boy, Language Come Up. He's the one that messaged me. He's like, hey, you He's guys start. We got to have him on again. We got to, yeah, definitely. He's returned guests. Definitely. Um, but Kevin's question was... What was it like to grow up bilingual? And I found it like really, really fascinating because I'm in the same boat. Like, what was that like for people? Because that definitely was not me. In retrospect, I had influences of second languages around me, but I wasn't bilingual until I was 21. So that's why I was just a curious question because I felt like I can go back and relive my childhood now, obviously. So, but there's people like you, and I mean, I think it's in a, what's that one European country, rule? Luxembourg. I think Luxembourg, like with their French official, and German, I think. Yeah, I think it's even maybe Dutch too. Like, like Ricardo talks about how, like, if you're a child, Ricardo Simcott uh, talks about if you're a child in Luxembourg, like you, you just grow up with four languages, like. Naturally. Sorry,
1: Luxembourgish, German, Luxembourgish, and French. German like, French. I want to know what Luxembourgish is. If it's close to, like, what is that close to? Is it to? Germanic? What is Luxembourgish? It Luxembourgish is a West Germanic language. Okay, it is. My yeah. guess is that it's close to Dutch.
0: I wonder, closer to Dutch or closer to German? That's
1: what think. But I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I can't find it here.
0: Yeah. But that's interesting, very, eh? So, right. so, I mean, like, What's, just losing okay, so you your
1: kids? No, so for me, I don't know. It wasn't okay. that too much of a conspicuous experience. Okay. okay. Uh, okay. From what I can tell you now, like, You're I right. can't, I don't have like these marvelous memories. No, of, no, no. Of right. living and, a that maybe, and maybe life. that's,
0: maybe that's the point. Is it just, it, it I don't think really it's very like, conspicuous. conspicuous. It's just like a, it just is.
1: It's just a thing That's that happened, you know. You know? That's
0: what happened. Right.
1: Okay. I appreciate it, but it's it's just a, a thing that happened. It's not Yeah. N- nothing uh, extraordinary. Um uh-huh. Well, perhaps it is extraordinary for some people, but I don't I didn't like ever think about it being extraordinary to any extent. Yeah. Like growing up, like it was just like I never thought of, like I never considered it being um an extraordinary experience when growing okay. up because I was obviously too young to
0: understand what was going on. Right. Yeah, and that's um, that's that's what I mean. Like I have this one student. Um, um, she just graduated. Congratulations to her. Um, so she well, she was my Spanish student the past three years, um, and she grew up in her household speaking um, Punjabi, Hindi, and English. Wow. And then just like it was during class one day she realized she's like you know what i never like realized it like i always thought they were basically the same thing but she's like punjabi and hindi actually are very different but yeah that's why this wasn't until she's like 18 though that like maybe i don't know if she read the grammar one day or just thought like just thought about like the different languages and how they actually are different like she she, they were just they were just like kind of the same thing to her like they were just uh like her home language that she was speaking at home like she's and but she's like oh sorry okay sorry
1: she suddenly had that insight
0: yeah yeah the
1: repente
0: repente, right but it's kind of like when you're talking about like okay swedish english like no conspicuous memories like for her just probably been like yeah hindi punjabi yeah but i always
1: knew they were different I always yeah. knew they were different, and the thing is, I did. I still learned Swedish, so it's weird for me because I learned yeah. I learned how to speak Swedish before I learned how to speak English. Then yeah. I learned how to speak English and read in English before I learned how to sp- right, read in okay. Swedish. Like so I have a weird like a... Uh, thing like that. Okay, weird thing like that that happened.
0: Right. Okay. So now, okay. My question is: Do you think this experience, bilingual experience, influenced? your later in life language yes. learning like yes in spanish
1: definitely definitely my language okay. later, later in life language learning yeah. it also influenced me fundamentally in some way obviously okay. the, the benefits i don't even know i don't even know if you have to go in on the benefits no like, but, but, well, but like, like, i think
0: countless I, cognitive benefits i think cultural. there are
1: some drawbacks to it i think there are some drawbacks to it, and i and i've talked about this before I don't feel as sharp in either English or Swedish as someone who was one hundred percent brought up mm. in either of the languages.
0: Mm, that's interesting.
1: Like I don't feel as uh, agile with the language. Like I feel like I can mm. handle it. Um, I feel like I can handle it to a very advanced level.
2: Okay, but I'm not
1: as agile. If that makes any sense, like the kinetics of the language don't come to me as as fast. Like the language like is not as fast to me intuitively like i have to i have to process more yeah, like yeah. my brain has to process language more than yeah. a person that was a hundred percent brought up in a single language if that makes any sense nice. and i can I, and here's here's something interesting here's something really interesting that i haven't talked to you guys about okay so lex friedman right the podcast yeah. famous podcaster famous i can podcaster? tell that he's kind of the same way
0: that's interesting. Yes. He's slower.
1: He's slower. Like he's obviously yeah. extremely articulate. His vocabulary is out no, of his course. world. But he's a little bit slower. Yeah. He's a little bit slower than let's say a native English speaker. And that's yeah. because his native language is Russian, but he obviously grew up bilingual.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: He yeah. grew up in the United States. But but he's still he 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 probably grew up speaking both languages at the same time. And that yeah. because of this, he was not an he was not hundred percent like one language wasn't 100% nurtured to uh-huh. him. Like he there was always in between the two. Yeah. And, and that I, I'm not going to say that it imbued confusion or that it imbues confusion to the kid, but uh-huh. it just, it just creates two different spaces in your brain, one for English and one for Russian in his case, yeah. and going back and forth just takes a little bit extra time. And it just you. slows down everything a little bit. I wonder. That's my theory. Yep, the theory. Patent pending. Sure. I'll have to publish Patent this. Pending.
0: All right, all right. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna send out a tweet. I'm definitely yeah, gonna send out gonna... a tweet on
1: this. We'll see if we can get yeah, my Twitter going. Go.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. We'll get the our main Twitter to uh, retweet that. But like, I wonder because Lex, you just listen to him talk. Very thoughtful guy. Like. Could an upside to that be like um you are considering your words more wisely or you are because maybe like you said, if it does take a little just longer, like to frame it all, like maybe you're giving your brain some like space to think, which like when you're just a native spe- speaker, like spouting off, spewing off and it's like all you know, well then yeah. But if you're like if like I like if I was to say something like really, really intellectual in Spanish right now, like I think I'd really have to think about my words wisely.
1: Yes. But I'd say it's more subconscious. There's something subconscious, subconscious
0: uh-huh. about this. It's right. more like
1: your brain when you when you're on autopilot and you're just speaking. You yes. go to your subjunctive or subjunctive subconscious part of your brain. You let your subconscious part of your brain express, express itself for sure. You see yeah. what I'm saying? And your subconscious part of your brain is the language that you're most comfortable in.
0: Absolutely. But if You're
1: comfortable in two different parts of your, of in two different languages, then your brain is your subconscious language brain. Your subconscious yes. brain is trained in two different languages. Um, and I don't,
0: but is it as good in both in, languages? In, well?
1: So the thing is like, you can make the argument, okay, but what if your subconscious brain is the same, has the same abilities or capabilities in two different lane, both both languages that you speak? Well, yeah. yes, but I think that is, I think that is rare. And I think that yeah. if you split your time, let's say you, you, you live for 10 years, the first 10, 10 years of your life, you split yeah. them 50, 50. So five years speaking one, uh-huh. language and five years speaking just time right it doesn't have to i'm not saying like okay you speak you literally take the first five years to speak yeah. english and the next five years speak speech no i'm saying like 50 50 you split your time 50 50 speaking gotcha. both languages then compared to someone else compared uh-huh. to someone else that spent 100 percent speaking one language and we know like like i just said the first 10 years are very influential to your linguistic abilities yeah, we know that you have fifty percent less time speaking your native that native language of the other person than yes. him, right? Yeah. So you, you see what no, I'm saying?
0: No, I see what you're saying. I'm just trying. I'm just dwelling on that influence point that you've talked about because, and this is something I'd like to pull people like the polyglot gathering or Langfest about is like how many people learn their first second language 21 and on it might be growing nowadays with, thanks to the internet and the explosion of resources. But I think your point about zero to 10 on a statistical level, let's go back to my student there. Like how many non native speakers of Hindi and Punjabi, you're just going to pick it up at age 21. Like I know this is the whole point of our podcast being like a polyglot, getting into this later in life, but statistically how many people are like us learning languages past, I don't know, twenties, let's say 21 and on. Like, I think your youth has a huge influence on the language you're going to speak for the rest of your life. Now people get significant others. They learn the language of them. If they, that person comes from another country, maybe you have to go off to Kazakhstan and speak Russian for an engineering job. Like languages get used for lots of utilitarian purposes, but like, it really is like your youth is super influent- influential, right? Like I only heard my great grandmother speaking Ukrainian. She didn't speak it to us. Like it was around me, but I wasn't like an engaged learner or speaker of it so for me um Ukrainian would be the biggest influence of just something i heard like i couldn't tell you i knew like Yista the which is what my mom used to say like to come for supper that's like it as <laughs> it but like so it's second languages were there they were present but it's not like, like you actually like born in sweden swedish parents you're speaking sweden whereas like i was a great grandkid of a uh, Ukrainian uh, settler here in Canada. Yeah, it's not the same. Your so mother does she speak Ukrainian? She did. She used to when my mm-hmm. like Bonnie, my great grandma was alive, mm-hmm. and then and that's and then once Boney died, you know, mom and my grandma, like they wouldn't, they would just speak English, obviously. Mm-hmm. But with Boney and then my uncle, actually, he can still. He doesn't like study like a word of he doesn't study at all but he can get on a skype call with the relatives back in ukraine and like it's funny because they're saying like my uncle gary uses like kind of antiquated 50s ukrainian language that they don't use now like in the in the mother country but that totally makes sense because that's when he would have learned it growing up but he's frozen in time right yeah yeah but it's still i think it's like uber impressive like he's just a farmer he's like a time capsule Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I think I sometimes it gets back to like learning resources. If you're using, using old resources and stuff, like I'm sure even if, uh, like I picked up a 1950s grammar of Swedish, I think that already happened. Like I like tried, when you were in Sweden, I was like learning some Swedish phrase on Duolingo and I sent you something and you're like, no, we don't, we don't say it like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: well, that's always like formal formal uh, languages are right correct uh-huh. well they're correct right. but they're not used
0: yeah and then that's hopefully something with like an italki tutor or finding maybe a better resource that you'd pick up on like what people in that country actually say but the youth the youth part's super interesting though because i think that lie like let's take canada for example like to be a bilingual let's say let's say that was the dream. That was a political dream. Let's make all of Canada a bilingual country. Okay, I don't think you're gonna achieve that. Like,
1: like Catalonia. Some,
0: yeah, I don't think you're gonna force an force an oil rigger in Alberta, like to go home and study French after a shift. So that's why the youth part's very intriguing. And being a teacher in the education system like because people get a little um, how should I say this hot about sometimes French being mandatory even until like grade 8 yeah, yeah. grade 7 um, and like but let, oh let's just say like idealist let's say every kid in the Canadian school system was they had like I don't know 2-3 hours of French immersion and they got like a let's say you could walk away after junior high in Canada with like an A2 for like argument's sake. Like that's, that's pretty solid. It's a lot more yeah, solid than yeah, what's. No, I, no, I think right that's
1: now. cool, but I think you have to start very early. So when do you start teaching French and. Well, it you all start depends. When French in Canada?
0: Ah, uh, it's, it's really varies nowadays. So like, unless you're in a very specific French immersion stream or French immersion school, Um back in my day, it was obligatory up until grade eight.
1: Yeah, but do you start in kindergarten? Yeah, yeah.
0: So we like when I started was K to eight, but it wasn't like we learned our colors and numbers and stuff. Like we did all the music stuff. That's nice though. You got a taster. But it's like
1: I don't know why people like parent Canadian parents, why wouldn't you immerse your kid in French from an early age? Like, if I were a Canadian parent, Mm -hmm. I lived in Canada, I had a kid in Canada, I would totally immerse my kid in French, starting Mm -hmm. at birth.
0: Okay, but like, let's say, you know, you have zero francophones in your family.
1: I would
0: would figure it out. Find like a kid's TV show? No, yeah, and
1: uh, uh, like a preschool or whatever with French. Yeah. French immersion
0: school. Yeah.
1: Somewhere yeah. where everything were like, was in like 50-50 English-French or 100% French, for that matter. I don't know. Something. Yeah. And uh, and just go 100% like Justin Trudeau style, 50-50. <laughs> well,
0: JT might be the one similar. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's awesome. Pause in between the two. We languages. should have
1: JT. Imagine <laughs> JT. Justin Trudeau on the pod because he's ha- he obviously has a lot of interesting things to say about this.
0: Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah. <laughs> he obviously has because he is bilingual yeah he would have grew up bilingual like i, I don't know i, I think he's I more know. dominant french like that's what i always wonder like i always say okay you grew up bilingually but you one of those languages has to be more dominant like slightly i think for him it's french
2: i
1: don't know but but, but there are video clips like the interview you know the interview on youtube where he says like i you know i feel like less comfortable in French when I'm doing French diplomatically and, mm, yeah, and debating yeah, and stuff. Yeah,
0: maybe. But I don't know. I'd like to ask him that. Well, uh, any pol- any Paul, of these politicians that, like, I swear Jason Kenney, like, like that's another, okay, utilitarian reasons to learn languages. You want to be a federal politician in Canada? You got to learn French. You have to. Yeah, I don't like, know if that's utilitarian. I don't know, but that's, yeah, it that's is. a good, you think? Like, do you think Jason Kenny like loves crepes and, um, like Carnival and Les Habitants? I wouldn't like, be surprised. Well, maybe he does now after learning. He's French. from Ontario. Yeah, he is from Ontario. But like, I swear, most I like I like to get a, a politician on, like even like the local member of Parliament here in Strathmore. Um, talk about French. Talk Shields. about friends. Well, just like, okay, man, like, so you're an you're a member of Parliament um okay you're not a leader of your party per se um like what do you do when you're in the house of commons like oh snap they are speaking french where's my where's my uh uh, my ear my earpiece for the for the translation (laughs)
1: like so all politicians all federal politicians they don't learn french
0: ah uh, that's uh, if you're a leader you definitely have to speak it because i don't know if you're in the
1: government like you work for the government you have to
0: oh yeah if you're a federal employee yeah yeah um i mean that might depend on like what department the you're thing in
1: is to be completely honest like what's her name krista freeland i listen to her french not very impressive so the bar okay. is very low bars yeah and low. that's
0: what i mean like i, cur- I my french like is probably to... better
1: than hers She's the freaking foreign affairs minister, or whatever it's called. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean. Like, depending on like what, like what uh, cabinet position you have, or like if you're the minister of culture, like I'm assuming you gotta have a way better French level.
1: I have an interesting idea. (laughs) Okay. A question: How much does bilingual capabilities affect? your likelihood of becoming uh, the prime minister? Like, do you think Justin Trudeau gains extra points for being extremely bilingual?
0: Well, he's French to begin with.
1: No, but I mean, being, having the capabilities of expressing yourself very fluently. Yeah. Have I
0: ever sent you, Oh dude, no, a hundred percent. And like any, yeah. Federal politics, especially when you got to win votes right in that province in particular and then my
1: follow up question would be how how good does your french have to be let's say if well, you look
0: on, okay have, have I ever sent you clips or talked about the show um it's called tout le monde en parle it's uh, no. the french cbc uh how would you describe it it's kind of like a live audience chat show with like little breaks of entertainment in between and it's like very french-wise like the guests come on they usually have a glass of wine it's super quebecois so in like all types of like justin trudeau has been on this show um i think maybe even our previous prime minister stephen harper might have been on it like it's all his french French? how is stevie's french like, like very like, just it's kind of like when I hear Kenny like talking, right? Like, they get it to a functional level. It's got to be Not functional enough because they're doing those debates, right? Like, there's at least one. There's always for federal elections, there's always one debate all in French, which, like, even like my French, like, I'd like, I need to go back, rewatch some of those because that's kind of like if, like, you put like a tough, like, gotcha question to me in uh, French. Like, I got to respond to that, right? Like, that's what political debates are all about. Like, oh, who won the debate? Like, so and so, totally slammed so and so. But if you have like limited language ability, yeah, well, you might get totally slammed on, or your slam dunk won't land the same. Yeah, way.
1: no, I, I get it. I get it. Um, so, how much of a benefit do you think it is to be really good in French?
0: Oh, I, like, the okay, in Canada, I don't see any liability. With but it. I but only okay, my benefit. question is:
1: If Justin Trudeau had a sketchy French or a sketchy English, for that matter, do you think he would be prime minister? I'd say one of them was um, sketchy. Uh,
0: sketchy English. That's what I mean. Like, does I guess maybe if you were like more of a rural Quebecois, I guess my question would be: I, I don't know. Like, my question is like. I, I think i've talked about this question on the pod before like you know the only officially bilingual province of uh canada by chance yeah like new brunswick new brunswick it's not quebec it's only french so if you're uh in the provincial legislature of quebec like they probably don't need like their english might be like they might speak english obviously like we talked about all the world does now globalization but like those politicians when they're running campaigns, they're doing their local debates and everything. I bet you nobody cares. Maybe in much parts of Montreal, maybe, but like in rural Quebec, like if you're a MLA, whatever the, like the equivalent in Quebec. Oh no, no, but federally, like prime yeah, minister. federally. Well, federally. Look, look. I think this comes back to where your riding is, right? Like Martin Shields here in Strathmore. I don't think he needs that good of French. But if you're running like
1: this, this is what I'm thinking. So, you know, the prime minister goes around the world and has press conferences, right? Represents Canada as the face of Canada, literally. And, you know, during press conferences, they ask questions in English and French. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you look at Trudeau, he comports himself fairly well or actually quite impressively because he has a very high level of English. Like he Uh... he, represents. Okay, okay, OK. He's not like Obama. (laughs) He's not like Obama, but but listen, listen, it's still good. He's not, he's not, he's not like, he doesn't have like a crazy accent. He has his little stammer thing, but Uh, he, he doesn't have a crazy accent and he's fairly fluid
0: okay right? but like, like he, Angela he, Merkel fluent too like
1: yeah but she has a heavy German accent you know what I mean like he still okay. sounds Canadian he still sounds like a Canadian boy like this, um... like it with his English but the same goes for his French right because his French sounds very Canadian still like it's very like a, a, it sounds yeah, native yeah, yeah. he sounds native in both languages right and mm-hmm. he goes out there and he has his spiel in both Canadian, Canadian yeah, like, English and French, and people are like, "Wow, look at this guy! He's 100." But like, he he is actually like literally bilingual in both. Yeah, right? yeah, they show and, it, and, and and people see that, and they 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 recognize the bilingualism of Canada. Like, he is a symbol of the bilingualism of Canada. You know what I mean? Right. Let's say you had like Kenny, and he he went down to the White House, for example. Okay. And he had a press conference and he would answer the English questions perfectly. And then all of a sudden,
0: <laughs> of a yeah. sudden
1: he would switch to like super awkward French.
0: Yeah, okay. But even then, like, I think in the
1: white house and start yeah, answering questions okay. in French, he, he would have it's, to do that. Right. Well, and some of these guys, like, I think Kenny's is French thing?
0: is actually good though. I think
1: it's okay, been, but let's take someone even more a newer, awkward. yeah Like let's, let's take, say I don't know R- uh, Doug Ford. Uh, Doug, Ford. Doug, Doug Ford. Doug Ford learns French. It's <laughs> yeah. horrible. It's atro- It's atrocious. It's functional. He goes down yeah. there, and then all of a sudden, he starts in English in the White House in the U.S. For yeah. example, answering questions and talking randomly in French. Yeah, very awkwardly. Right. Like it's got everyone it's gotta would be like, awkward. why is, why is this guy why is yeah. this guy trying to speak French right now? Like it would be awkward.
0: Right, right. And so it's... my point
1: is that Trudeau gains a lot of points. He gains a lot of points because he has that perfect... Bite. Okay,
0: Yeah. don't call it perfect if you don't want,
1: but it's very good. He has a very good level of bilingual, bilingualism.
0: I, I, yeah, I'd like to know what the average Canadian voter, like how much stock they put into that, though. Like, no, but, but, how much but then again, care. it's not the
1: voters that, that decide who becomes the 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 leader of the party right so like he's probably well, pushed forward by the party members to become the well, leader because have... of this and then the voters i think well you have, have to have to a party membership
0: well. when you're like the liberal at the liberal convention back whenever Justin Trudeau that would have been like 2014 2015 like they would have voted him in as leader so i mean but i don't know if his bilingualism yeah it's obviously a deficit it's obviously a deficit to not speak it. Like that's what I mean. It could only be a benefit in Canada. Now yeah, that's but not. My
1: hypothesis, Ian. My hypothesis is that his bilingualism is a very, very big benefit. Like it's a yeah, huge yeah. Oh, benefit. Yeah.
0: Now, okay. Now this. Okay, let me give you a counterexample, not from Canada. So in 2004, from what I've read. This is actually going to be interesting getting your response because you lived in the States. So apparently they were trying to suppress the campaign. Um, so the 2004 election was John Kerry versus George Bush. Bush running for his second term like uh, Kerry the Democratic contender. So Kerry speaks French. People may or may not know that. I he didn't went, know he that. went on to be um, uh, the state the Department of State. What, what's the position called again? Sex uh, state. Yeah, yep, Secretary State. State. Secretary of State, uh, he speaks French, and he did back in two thousand four, and apparently the Democratic campaign was trying to like downplay that, like that was not a, <laughs> that was a bug, not a feature. Apparently, strange, from my understanding. Now, strange. Now I don't know. That's trying. To, I don't know American attitudes toward the French. <sighs> that's see. it that's interesting
1: because americans tend to glorify multilingualism
0: like Do speaking they?
1: many yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh what? yeah speaking many languages is like oh you're a genius in the u.s yes really because no I... one yes no this is the attitude let me tell you this is the attitude because no, a lot of americans are monolingual and they think that being bilingual or multilingual is like wow like that is so much better than i am that's
0: not what i've heard or seen man that might be a subsect.
1: No, no, but it depends on who you are. It depends on who you are. Yeah, if you're an I've immigrant from Mexico like or, back to your or South America, there's a lot of racism towards that. Sure, But yeah, if you're like is. a, a, and this is true, but it's, it's racist as shit, but it's true. But if you're like a white educated man that speaks a lot of different languages, you're looked upon like you're perceived as a very intellectual and uh, smart yeah. person. And that's just the yeah. fact. I know that for a fact, because everyone's like, "Wow, well, you speak this many languages!" This oh, oh yeah, no, no, no. I, like, can't learn, I can't learn any languages. I'm just a well.
0: Like, you know what I mean, Moses. Moses. Yes. Case perfect. in point, like Shalma, who I'd argue the new hair to Moses. He's got like three point some million subscribers on YouTube. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um,
1: that's that's why these okay. videos of people walking around. Yeah, speaking a lot of languages is so popular because yeah, everyone's no, like, Well, impressive. I can't do
0: that. I agree, yeah, no, for sure. There's that. I just wonder, like, I still think there's a huge element because, like, I need to, like, I'll maybe after the pod today, I'll research that Carey fact about his French. That is strange, though, but apparently, they were not. You know, I've always heard that Americans glorify British people and, like, I don't know, oh, but I remember French. Pete Buttigieg,
1: who ran in the latest, in the last presidential election, yeah, that he was yeah. glorified for being able to speak, like, eight different languages to was varying levels.
0: Buttigieg? I thought there was some other
1: guy that could, like,
0: I think. Yeah, there are a lot of everyone. Experience. So in the
1: U.S., like, now now it is. Maybe this has changed, but now it's, like, you get points if you speak Spanish. So while the Democratic candidates start to speak Spanish and right a person that speaks a very good spanish has a very good spanish is uh jeb bush i was he's just gonna say care. jeb bush well his wife, he's married to a mexicana, mexicana but he his yeah. spanish is good
0: like oh good, yeah good yeah i think sent clips and yes. that's been a long time running with him and look in the states man i know it's well actually there's no official language in the states which is kind of always a funny fact like yeah you don't have to take it uh,
1: uh, I don't think you have to take an English exam no, to become a uh, resident you there to get a green no, card by hearing Canada you in do that. We, oh yeah that. we're
0: all big about like our language. having a yeah, yeah having that um, okay just okay well, I know we're talking about politicians but we brought it up earlier in the show so for sports the one team in the National Hockey League where you need to be bilingual to coach that team is none other than Montreal. Which is, right? Because I remember one time they did have a head coach interim. Who the hell was it? Wasn't around very long. He couldn't have been because he like he wasn't bilingual. And like I remember he like awkwardly read this uh, press conference statement like during like, you know, like, after the games, just all the post-game interviews and stuff. And he, like, just read a French statement that was, like, written for him, basically. And is like, how does that sound? And, like, he was gone, like, the next season. So it's kind of funny that like, and that's more of, like, a media relations reason. To sp- you have to speak. Like, wouldn't that be funny, though, if, like, Barry Trots, so an NHL coach, like, Hey, I'm really gonna like pick up my French to like try and get the Montreal job. No one would do that. No, like no NHL coach is gonna be like, no I'm gonna learn that. French, right? Like you have to. All they all got like Alain Vigneault, Claude Julien, the guy right now, Ducharme. Like they're all like French guys. Um. So yeah, that's like. So that's not political, but just like a national sports stage uh, reason to speak it, but. Yeah, man. If I was a politician in the states, well, Obama used to do ads in Spanish. Like I know he didn't speak Obama, it. his Spanish is horrible, man. You didn't speak absolutely. it. Horrible. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Like it's just just to but read. Now you have like, like other politicians, ad. like
1: Cory Booker. There, you know Cory Booker. Yeah,
0: yeah, Cory Booker. Yeah, yeah.
1: His Spanish is absolutely. Oh, about, uh, AOC. It's so bad. AOC is good, is she, have good she is she is Puerto Rican. Yeah. Right, I don't know her mother is Puerto Rican, so her Spanish is good, good-ish. Right, good ish. Yeah, yeah. Budget. is interesting. I remember watching an interview with him after the 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 Notre Dame burned down in in Paris, oh, okay. and he had like yeah. a statement on on Notre Dame for French reporting in French. But he also speaks a little bit of Norwegian, which I think is interesting.
2: Huh. I don't yeah. know. That's like
1: a thing that I do on YouTube is to look up like politicians speaking other languages. <laughs>
0: languages.
1: I would totally yeah. vote for someone, but here's okay. So going back to the Trudeau argument that I had. Okay. This comes from my own opinion that I would totally vote for someone who's like a, a, a polyglot or like a, a language enthusiast. <laughs> a and I would have that as a reason as for why
0: I'm voting for that person. <laughs> but I would that's do that. Like... <laughs> What's well, in your platform? I'm bilingual. <laughs> like that would be like a major
1: reason yeah. for why I'm voting for a person. Like I would vote for Jeb Bush just for the fact that, he's, that he speaks he's Spanish, Spanish really world? well. Yeah,
0: right. Whereas, like a, I think a monolingual English Democrat would be like, that's a brutal reason.
1: Yeah, it's whatever. Sue well. me. That's my. That's <laughs> Sue my me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, no. way to work,
0: bro. Yeah. yeah. Um, I swear there was even a here in Alberta. Like, I think one New Democratic Party member tried to learn Cree, or did say she could speak Cree. So, I mean, yeah, politicians dabbling and or learning, perhaps like other languages, foreign languages. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, let's say I was a politician in a in a constituency with a high population of like Tagalog speakers say like which in big cities in Canada, you know, like that could be certain spots. Like, how would that community view me if I, you know, I guess this kind of goes back to like language etiquette sometimes too. Like, like how would a Filipino, if I was like, I was on like trying to speak Tagalog to them, like, would it be weird? Or should I just stick to like the official languages of this actual country? Right. Cause that's the expectation. That... So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to feel like there'd be pandering kind of thing. Like you're just merely speaking this language is for like political reasons. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I don't know, man.
0: I don't know. I don't know. My buddy Lee, maybe we can get back, him back on because he's well versed in federal politics and campaigns and the thing about that interest. Like so I, I really like the bilingualism in Canada. A lot of people. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah very, you're
1: really high on it. I'm really high on it. I like get amused I really by Like, it. like <laughs> I really like it. I think it's awesome. And I get really annoyed. Yeah. And uh, I am a little offended when people shit on it. When people like French yeah. people shit on anglophones and vice versa.
0: Yeah. Like I get very defensive. Yeah, West here, I'm more I'm like, familiar with. The I, I'm very defensive
1: over Quebec. Like I'm very uh, protective of Quebec, (laughs) because a lot of people shit on Quebec here. I think, and I get very upset when when people do that.
0: Okay, are they doing that for like? And also, like you know,
1: JJ McCullen, that's his name, the YouTuber. He had a whole video about how uh, they should get rid of the rule of being bilingual if you work in government. That also, I don't, I don't agree with that. I love that rule. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, look. I mean, if you're a French speaker in Vancouver, federal employee, some department, yeah, knowing French could be a requirement. But you might make the argument that like knowing Chinese, knowing Mandarin, is more useful.
1: That's not an official language. It's not an official
0: language, but it might be more useful and just like yeah. But I don't like the useful argument either. Like I don't like.
1: Like I saw a tweet about this. Like it's offensive when people say, "Why are you learning that language? It's not useful." And I think that's offensive (laughs) too. Like, why? Oh yeah, yeah. That's
0: that's annoying. Yes like Ian, why are you killer. learning mosquito why are, like it's yeah very that's such a buzzkill
1: honestly like i don't like no that. it don't, is don't say it never never ask a question like that <laughs> yeah or people like
0: people's incuriosity is what offends me and it's just it's like,
1: like okay canada we have a bilingual officially bilingual country let's actually embrace this don't try to tear that down yeah. you're just that's your you're you're fueling uh separatism you can't be a separatist <laughs> yeah. maybe
0: wexit but not Quebec independence (laughs) well only one of those have actually voted on it before Um, okay um, yeah I can can only speak from like being here in the west Um, and this, this comes more from like speaking with other French teachers which I had the opportunity to do this past year and it was quite illuminating like I was in a teacher group here in southern Alberta And there's like part of this, I I can't say teachers are blameless in this either, but depending on the school school system, like everyone's got a bit different environment that they're in. Like there's a lot of like pressure from not just like parents, but like, like school administrators sometimes being like, like who cares about French? Like there's a real we like this real, like uh indifference at best and kind of like a disregard at worst because yeah man like I know I know the ideal I know what you're talking about like everyone embracing it and but language advocates language advocacy as a thing I don't know how that will ever like really come about In a place where people just don't. Not only do they not see the usefulness to it. But they might have like political. um, Opposition. To the province. And everything that's associated with. As well. So. As a French teacher. You obviously know my position. On this and everything. But I'm just talking about like. The reality on the ground. Like I feel like. It's just more like trying to get wins. Like if you if, if it'd be like ten percent more people, twenty percent more people became French speakers, Francophones. I think that'd be a huge win, but it'll never be everybody. Like it yeah, I
1: find I think it's unfortunate. I think it's because yeah. honestly, mm-hmm. my favorite thing about this country is the bilingualism, and yeah. I don't. I I I, th- I find it sad how some people don't embrace it.
0: I mean i love how everything is in
1: french and like you know the grocery store and like even here in ontario all the road signs (laughs) and stuff i love it the cereal box french um yeah it's i it's so saddening to me that you know there's this resistance resistance towards it and the resistance is purely from a um it's it's purely from ignorance like it it, it it originates from ignorance and um people being afraid of learning something new learning okay, something well, foreign which is okay, exactly well what now, it is you have all these people in alberta that have probably taken french in school well, had now a I'm bad gonna, experience and oh, they yes. associate french with, with yes, bad, like, like the feeling that i
0: think i made this point before but i'm going to circle back to it and this goes back to my why teachers are not blameless
1: definitely not
0: and it's kind of funny because when it like something like comprehensible input per se that's a huge chunk but that's more than just like french teachers like i think in the past kids took took german in high school in like a random school they might have had it okay like you yeah right Right. So, I mean, and you said you didn't really enjoy your experience. I hated it. I did not you like hated it. it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not even just like French per se. It's like foreign languages. Um, and, and this might just be a bigger problem. Not just We're not just talking French here now. We're talking like, yeah, I tried to learn Spanish, high school. Like You hear this from a lot of Americans. Yeah. Right. Like, pff, tried it in high school, bombed or sucked or you know, so, I mean, so this this bilingual dream this political ideal whatever you want to call it like what if the teacher could make the language cool and you like as the teacher you are now the face of that language right you are the channel of that language right the kids going to walk Okay, that kid walks in the school, the kid walks into your classroom. What's associated with this is kind of teaching in general, actually. Like I can think back of teachers like, oh, chemistry was awesome because I had an awesome chemistry teacher. Biology sucked because bio- I had a brutal biology teacher. Yeah. So it's weird how there, there's a subject, but there's also this like person attached to it. And if that person is not doing something. Especially with languages, which I, I would argue is just like a very different methodology of like exposing kids to it and teaching it like math, for example. Like if that teacher is not channeling that, giving a positive influence to a big chunk of the kids. I'm not saying any teacher's perfect. You're never going to have a 100% batting average as a teacher. Maybe maybe when you become like that master teacher. Yeah, but you can't bat 400. It. I'm strive. You can bat 400. Or above. Or above. Even. Right, like try David to, Ortiz a in try the to get... playoffs. Exactly. Try to get a that's I think that's how I think of it now. Is like, hey, I got this many kids coming back for my class next year. I still got a lot to improve, you know. Like I got a lot to do. Like, I want my batting average to get better and better as a teacher, mm-hmm. like to inspire these kids. So I want them to be like, French is sick, man. Like, there's I just feel cool speaking this language. Like, I could maybe like drop off in Mexico like because that's a big thing of like this goes back to like youth it's very developmental time like their impressions of like what's cool and what's not cool yeah like that's big so yeah how do you make languages cool separate the politics separate you know like maybe everyone's got their attitudes toward it blah 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 just make it something like when they walk in that room and be like all right today like I'm going to try something out. There's a lot of risk-taking in languages. You sound funny. You sound awkward. Yeah. Like, admit it. You sound awkward. I sound awkward in German. Yeah. So, and when you're when you're in your youth, like, that's a, you know, that's a very peer... Uh, what be it, like, your peers matter a lot. Peer-sensitive. Peer-sensitive. Peer Peer-sensitive. So, you're sounding funny. But then the beauty, the beauty, if you're a like that second language if you're curating this you don't put a ton of pressure on them to like speak a lot you get it but you put a yeah. lot like on them to understand things yeah because then then so i mean look man it's just i'm not i'm new to this still i think there's a lot of great teachers doing a lot of jobs but the buck kind of it starts with them i won't say it stops with them it definitely starts with them that just leave a good just make them leave walk away from your classroom at least with not like negative association yeah. like that would be a like a bar maybe and then from there man you could like maybe they'll go off they'll do the explorer program maybe they'll like i don't know travel abroad and have like be able to use what they did and so you you got to like start them off you got to plant that seed Cause if it ain't, if you don't got that C, then it's like ah, I can't do second languages. Like I'll just go to France and speak with all the expats there and stuff. And then you get these bubbles, right? Yeah, like Lee bubbles, talks yeah. about. Lee talks about these expat bubbles in Ukraine all the time. Like should <inaudible> have been there <inaudible> for. Yeah, yeah, they they can't speak any Ukrainian or Russian after like two years of living. You yet. see
1: all the time. Go to Chinatown in Toronto. Well, the speak what, Mandarin. Sir? Yeah. You go to Chinatown and Toronto, they all speak Mandarin. Yeah. No, that's a good point you made. And you have a very important role that I think you should take seriously. I and do. I you do. are somewhat responsible for maintaining the bilingualism of Canada, yeah. quite well, frankly, honestly. like If you think about it, your profession, you and your peers are yeah. responsible somewhat. You share some no. of the responsibility, yeah. as does every citizen of this country.
0: Sure, yes, I think that's mm, of the carrying bloters, forward this bilingualism, right? Correct. But it's
1: also parents, obviously, and I, I, yeah, I think parents should sure, uh, imbue a positive attitude Correct. towards French. I agree. With in that. the Anglo sphere, and then yeah. in the Francosphere, sphere, it should be
0: mutual. Mutual, I agree. Um, yeah, uh huh. Like, and the teachers not going to influence. <laughs> parental views much right, right so you're right and how that comes about I don't exactly know
1: as you know man I'm an outsider I'm not a Canadian but I've, I have quite I've developed quite it? a lot of insight here in uh, Canucklandia and, yeah. Oh, yeah as a man. hoser and, and I, I've, I've gotten to know your society fairly intimately uh-huh. and I, I just want to say to all the Canadian listeners here that your bilingualism <laughs> is something very special something Mm -hmm. very unique and you should uh you should care for it
0: yes and And you should definitely embrace it i think you as an outsider coming here that fresh set of eyes that fresh perspective i think it's very important for us to hear that right right And, and every
1: time every yeah go ahead sorry no i think we take it for granted Yes, you take it for granted. Definitely. And every time you have a friend, or you come across someone that expresses negativity towards the other anglophone Mm -hmm. versus francophone. Just tell them, no, I don't think you're right. And this is why I don't think you're right. This is why I think you should be more open towards the other language. Yeah, it's it's pretty, man. It's beautiful.
0: Right. in my like position in life anytime there's like a prejudice or an ignorance or whatever is just you show like i'm not like a preachy kind of guy or a lecturing kind of guy i would just just rather embrace something from that culture like if it's enjoying like the quebecois music if it's learning like how to make poutine that might sound trivial and but you're like really just Digging into an appreciation, and somebody be like, "Oh, like Ian's like Montreux My T-shirt I'm wearing, like Montran Like, what's the whole French history here? Like, what's like if you kind of show you're having an in-depth appreciation for something, um, it's just past like the slogans and the preaching. Like, you're like, no, like, oh, like, oh, sh- like, shit, Ian's really into this. Like, like it's not just a matter of hey, like respect French people or like French people. It's like, no, like I'm, I know the history of Mount Royale, like what had actually happened there and like the settlers. And I've always feel like same with like someone say someone to be like, um, like racist in the United States. If that person turns around and be like, Hey, like I have this huge appreciation for like jazz musicians from this era and I can, go off of this or like i'm like all these subcultures part of that. like you're showing an appreciation i always feel like that's the best anti-prejudicial practice yeah, yeah. like imagine yeah, like, somebody's no, I talking agree. like a t- like a t- bunch of smack to s- about sweden and i just go off about how like spotify is like a real like ingenious company like yeah what's that person going to say because i just gave a counter example Sweden kicking ass, yeah. Spotify, so so I mean, like, there's a lot of talk, like, that's how you're like, you prove people's views, but I mean, it's like, man, like, for myself, what am I doing to like really embrace this? The other, yeah, but you're around. pretty good, you're pretty yeah, good, you're doing, and, you get a high Canadian try. score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not like
1: you get a high citizen, citizens. Canada's
0: score. Canada's, yeah, man. It's a vast, it's a vast country. It's arguably a small country in terms it is, of it is, it is a medium, I'd say. I'd call medium, it a medium-sized middle country power. I think we when it comes to population and GDP. Being a middle, well,
1: high-income GDP per capita. Hey, yeah. sorry, yeah, uh, man. Cody here is is active in the chat. We should oh, tell him we to we jump in. Cody, jump oh, in,
0: boys.
1: We're we waiting.
0: We Jump in. All right, folks. This is going to be our first. We'll
1: see. Maybe we can get our third uh, in. missing in action partner here. Yes. Back into the, back into the discussion. For the
0: first hour. <laughs> here for the first hour. That'll right. be fun. Be but fun. we'll
1: see, man. This this is um, a good discussion so far. Yeah, can, we'll see if we can top off the
0: pod with some some
1: interesting uh, soju
0: stories. Some soju, yes. Somex. Uh, Somex, yeah. Top uh, yeah. story um dude i'm excited you're on twitter no i think we're gonna have some. Fun. i was gonna
1: say that man so what i'm gonna start doing is i'm gonna start tweeting out my uh my ideas here because i feel like we've had a lot of ideas we've touched yeah. a lot of interesting ideas here yeah pods, i'm gonna i'm gonna send out some interesting tweets see if we can get a, a good discussion going
0: totally Come man yeah i think bit. interacting amongst each other because yeah. that's what i find language twitter's got lots of um uh, nuggets you want to call them like oh that's an interesting thought like you know it's 240 characters but it's like ah, like interesting or some of the polls are interesting yeah lots of lots of characters on language twitter get some interaction going with the with the people with our buddies language come up and whatnot um speaking of which i know it's mid-ep right now we might get cody He's probably like scrambling. Let's see if we get Cody. I really want to hear stuff. some stories. That's it. Like the I'm very yeah. really oh, Okay, here. folks. I don't okay. I'll leave my announcement till the end. What's what announcement? Join our right, my buddy Jack Forden, is gonna oh, be. Oh, nice, nice. Soon. Okay, we'll oh, summer. we need to
1: get that that Kiwi guy on as well. Oh yeah. I initially booked them yeah, and then I canceled because Cody was was pinching. But here's the thing. Oh. I think we should still hmm. It'd be interesting to have Cody too, but worst case scenario, if Cody can't do it, then we'll just do you and me <laughs> with the guest. Cody,
0: are you there? Is Can you hear us? Hello. Is he here? Cody. Can you hear me? It yeah.
1: says Cody Hartsberg's network bandwidth is low.
0: Oh, where is Cody? Cody Coder. is joining a live podcast, app, folks. We think coder yeah Yeah. Yeah, we
1: can hear you but it says that your bandwidth is low but let's see if we can get you
0: you're calling in to the I can't see you we can hear you but we
1: can't see you our first caller today okay
0: i mean i'm a guest i'm a guest today yeah you're a guest yeah you're a
1: guest (laughs) cody yeah what's going on man you've been m.i.a
0: for the past couple days tell us what's happening on the streets ah
1: yeah i
2: have been m.i.a for the past couple days i've um it's just been a pretty uh, pretty good time here just enjoying myself here in Seoul. I've uh, taken it on myself to have a little mini vacation here. I'm out in the in the courtyard of my shared house right now so you'll probably hear some people going by here <laughs> sorry some, lang- some languages but um, yeah I've just been yeah yeah there's um, right now there's some there's some German and French people living with me.
1: There he is. Now we can see him. Sort of. That's awesome, man. How's the Korean going?
2: Well, it's going great. I've been. uh, Sorry, I'm just eating a peach right now. Korean. Um, I've been been speaking uh, Korean every day. And um, yeah, I've been getting a lot of practice.
1: Nice. How is it? How's your Korean?
2: Been. Actually, I, uh, I had a class on Friday, and uh, that was my first class in like probably over a month. And I surprised myself with how well I did. I thought I was gonna do really poorly because I haven't like been formally studying, but I've just been speaking it all the time. So uh, it's been it's been good. I, I've been I've, I haven't been I don't think I've like learned too many words really because I haven't been formally studying. Yeah, coder. Cody. But my speaking ability has really
0: gone up. <laughs> Cody, <laughs> <laughs> a Cody your leg, network bandwidth a is a
1: little low, bud. I don't know what you guys have over there in Korea. <laughs>
0: the balcony Wi-Fi.
1: Uh, yeah, the balcony Wi-Fi. I don't know about that, bud. But oh, hey, it sounds like you've been uh, going hard. It's good. Oh, yeah, let's okay. see if you can get your, ba- improve your connection uh, there, bud.
0: Okay, how's how's that? i that think helps. that's better that helps yeah okay. that helps a lot. you're like lagging and then like your leg would like speed up yeah, to like lagging again. so
1: cody this is what we heard you had an italki class and you thought you were you went into it thinking that you were going to do poorly but you actually were doing pretty good because and you hypothesized that it's been because of you, your speaking practice which has which has uh, allowed you to retain or improve your korean abilities
2: yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much that's pretty much all I
0: said.
1: That's awesome, man. That's good to hear. And how's the how's the the daily language, uh, speaking going?
0: Yeah, yeah. You got some exposure.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah. Just got some got some friends here that I'm practicing with. That's good. And yeah, yeah. I'll just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so that's going well you get a lot how many hours of just speaking practice do you get every day
2: well it's not like i'm speaking it the whole day but probably in total probably about two two or
1: three two or three okay that's pretty that's still okay so yeah, okay yeah, that's i was right. expecting more but okay that's okay so you you do you um do you tend to speak a lot of english or german or like yeah what are, what are the yeah there's also
2: there's also a lot of English
1: between between the uh, Europeans or the, the Koreans. I like, you speak both English, both. It's the, uh, it's the lingua franca. OK, of fair Corsa. enough. Fair enough. So Cody, yeah, I've, been, just I've, it I've been hyping. I've been uh, on the pod so far. I've been hyping all the stories that you that you uh, allegedly have. I've been saying yeah. that Cody's going to jump so... on at the end here and tell some stories you have anything for us Any big
0: oh god um,
2: oh. <laughs> oh god let me think um
1: anything to share some fun, fun stories? For listener to entertain uh, listener here?
2: yeah okay well maybe this isn't like the most covid safe thing that happened but That's last wednesday there was um there was a bunch of turkish people living in this house too and Merhaba. we had like, a big, <laughs> yeah, we had a big going away party for them. And there was like probably like 20 people or so in this house. And it was just, it was <laughs> so much fun. We, it lasted the whole night. And any I, like, um,
0: d- who's DJing?
2: Oh, just anybody who's DJing. There was
0: any fun, uh, anomalies of music. Yeah. Just, bangers, so <laughs> just the bangers.
2: I just there's a lot of like a good diverse mix of music. And it was funny when, when there was like a lot of Turkish people in, in the kitchen, that's where like the main dance floor was. Like. Um they throw in like these uh these these I don't know what the I think they were there weren't folk songs, but they were like like these songs that everybody knew.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like some of them were in Turkish, some of them were in English, but it's like one of those songs that like um they have They have like, um, uh, like actions that you have to like, uh, like synchronize actions that you perform with people, and it was just really, really cool to do that.
1: That's fun, man.
2: That's yeah. So that was a it was a crazy party that we had here, and um, (laughs) that was that was really refreshing because I haven't had something like that in so long.
1: What (laughs) what else is what else is good in uh, Seoul? any fun like bars or activities or anything
2: uh yeah i mean well there's like there's some good bars to go to here and i've been to a few but the problem is that they all shut down at 10 right now because of covid
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah but i mean it's crazy just like walking around the city here sometimes though at in certain places at certain times it seems like like it's still you can you can still see that it's like one of the most highly densely populated areas in the world. Like there's like for example, when I was on sometimes when I go on the subway, like there's just it's just still like a sardine can.
1: Jesus. That's not very COVID friendly.
2: <laughs> no, not really that's not very COVID I mean, friendly at all. Every
0: everyone's wearing it's- a mask, but
1: but but
2: doesn't still, that doesn't help if you're like
1: the density people of big in
0: Asian t- cities though.
1: Yeah. If you're like in a tight subway car, like that don't, that, that's not going to, well, it's going to help, but it's not going to protect you. That's silly. Mm, yeah. But still that's cool though. So you're like in Seoul.
2: Oh yeah. it's um,
1: Seoul's cool. Yeah.
2: I'm having a, I'm having a great time here. Um, in fact, I, I don't, yeah, I'm having uh. So much of a great time here that I've uh, I've decided to stay for a bit. I know, I know. Um, like I don't even know how long ago this was, but a few months ago, I guess I decided to go back to Canada. But yeah, I've um, I've uh, decided to, to stay f- for a while. You
1: found your soul. <laughs>
2: yes, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, Sorry for the point. find I mean, a job. You find a job yet? Yeah, it just it just makes. <laughs> It just makes sense to to stay here for a while because I'll still have to quarantine if I if I go back to Canada, which would just be like rubbing salt in the wound, considering that if you're fully vaccinated, you don't need to quarantine. Yeah, you can't do that.
1: Yeah. And also
2: like a secondary citizen here and Oh, yeah, like that would feel horrible. And also like I'd have to pay for it. Like I don't have the money for that. So I and also like um working here and working a job here that would be much better financially mean it's a much better financial option for me <laughs> so um yeah i so, uh i mean maybe there's something i'll, I'll elaborate on later uh, i don't know if i feel like talking about it right now
0: that's fine so are Cody, you
2: something I have some question. Question.
0: okay you go ahead first have you been to Gangnam?
2: yes i did yeah I was, really? I was, I was, I've, I've been to i've been to
0: how how is the style in Gangnam?
2: It it's just like any big city. Like, there's nothing really but Gangnam super special,
0: What? The yeah, st-
2: I know. Yeah, even even Gangnam. So that song is, just like, is like, just like.
0: Is the song legit or not? The questions. The prudent. <laughs> thing.
2: Well, they've got this. They've got a statue of of Gangnam style. Of style? Like, yeah, yeah, his yeah. Statue. I, 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 t- I took a picture of it. I'll send it
1: to you. Boom. This will totally be the intro song for the set. By the way. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, we haven't signed like a year. year. Yeah. I some <laughs> no,
1: I don't know. I've been so one of my new buddies here in Ontario, is hanging out with today playing bocce ball. Do you guys know what that is? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's fun yeah, to tell him. Yeah. It's fun yeah. I'm like, so So uh, anyway,
1: we we're hanging out. He used to, he speaks fluent Korean, so his wife is from Seoul. And he used to live, he actually lived in, like, fairly similar to you, Cody. He lived in South Korea or in the southern part of South Korea. And then he went to yeah. Seoul and that, that's where he met his wife. So, uh, and he loved See, Seoul. Like, he, didn't, he didn't really like the South, but then he went to Seoul and he was like, I'm staying here. That's literally <laughs> that. <laughs> That's literally <laughs> That's, what that's what's happening parallels. to me right now. <laughs> but then, then they, they, came, they came to Canada after a couple of years, but he was working there. Was working in Seoul, and he said he loved Seoul. He said Seoul was awesome.
2: Yeah, it's a really, it's a really cool city. I, I'm, I'm so excited that I get to spend like a solid year here because there's just, you could, you could spend a lifetime exploring this place. It's massive. There's so much to do. There's so much to see. There's that, so much like good energy. It's like
1: great. You haven't sent us any pics of the city.
2: Uh, yeah, I know. I because I've kind of been MIA, just like a busy, soaking yeah. it all up, right? But, um I'll yeah, I'll send I'll send some pictures after the pod.
1: That's awesome. that's Man.
0: fantastic My old yeah, yes. and like
2: oh. oh sorry I'll just say like yeah sorry yeah, yeah. that I, I, I to- it totally slipped my mind that we were doing the pod today because um yeah I've just been kind of a, like in a blur of like a different reality in, yeah, no worries, in the past bud. few weeks. So, no
1: yeah, but Ian and I, we had a yeah, really man. good uh, discussion, like a really good one. OK, I think this is a Tune really in. good one. Tune but in. Cody, one more That's thing, good. man. One more thing, man. We're all now on Twitter individually. And like, yeah. we really got we really got the Twitter game going.
2: OK, good. I'll jump in on that.
1: We need you to jump in it. and uh, the be active. Musketeers of the Lingo yeah, so Hall. OK, let's gonna, do it. The three we're going to start a bunch of interesting thread threads.
0: Isn't yeah. that right, Ian? Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Comments. Back and, forth. and forth. Nice. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm excited. Yeah, Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Language Twitter. Lots of la- lots of action happening on. Lots of languages. Language, and language Twitter. Twitter. We got to. That's good up. stuff. Yeah. Keep up. The all right. Any coming. any
1: any more things? We've been going now for an hour and a half. Yes. Total. Any more things we want to touch on before we
0: end the pod? Um All right. One thing I'm going to start doing on my Twitter. One of my new things. I'll talk about it next ep. Um, start breaking down song lyrics more and like pulling language from all like songs from all the different languages I'm studying. So it's gonna be like my new, like, little pet project for second languages. Just like That's pulling like cool lines from songs and tweeting about them.
1: We should talk about this on the next pod, but like, yeah, um, yeah, I have a, a bunch cheaper. of interesting things to say about this as well. What I've
0: been definitely, doing, definitely, definitely. That next pod, we've, we've done a solid, yeah, solid little ep here. Yeah. Um but yeah, Cody. Cody joined in. We never doubted him, folks. We knew he would. It <laughs> was like you just have to wait. Just that we hear Sweck and I talk about Yeah, no, we never doubted. You, yeah, we talked politics, a lot of politics.
1: <laughs> you know, oh, politics boy. is always good.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, it's better late it's than never. Better, better late than, than never
1: ever. Yeah, we appreciate you coming in, Cody. Uh yeah you made you enriched the pod with your presence for sure
2: okay (laughs) okay i'm glad to hear that but like (laughs) this is this is like this is not a common occurrence like i mean you guys we've been doing this for a year now it's like this is the first time i've ever done
1: we totally joked about it yeah we totally totally joked joked about it
0: (laughs) (laughs) don't worry all right folks um that's gonna be a wrap for episode 45 Keep a listening to the linga Hogs podcast. It's gonna be an action packed summer. Lots going down. Follow us. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, tune in, wherever you get your podcast. Tell your tell your mother, tell your father, tell your friends. All right, folks. And your girlfriend. Right. Oh yeah, unless Chica Stambia. See.